Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, and Danny, we are finally here. Cheers to you. We're at Hopfly Brewing Company on a Sunday afternoon. It's a place that Amazing. we're going to get to know. We already know pretty well. We're going to go, we're gonna get to know really well over this 2024 campaign. We're here for the season preview show, Danny. Hey, man, 50 years of hip-hop, one year of Hop Fly. That's how we are here. We're so excited to be starting this partnership at Hop Fly. And really, like we've been doing it for the last few weeks. You've been hearing Hop Fly come with our mouths nonstop. But we're finally in the spot where we've got our production situation set up here. We got all the interns in the back making it happen, and uh, we're broadcasting from Hotfly, where we will be live on Sundays <laughs> all year, where we'll be we'll be doing pregame parties all year for home. We'll be doing away day match uh, watch parties, and uh, we're going to be on mics. You know, like it's going to be a fun thing, and this is the debut of, of a whole new thing. It's Charlotte Soccer Show 3.0, I guess, if you will. And what better thing to do to kick it off than a season preview for year three of Charlotte FC? First thing, I want to make very uh, quick note of this. We do not have interns on the Charlotte Soccer Show. <laughs> Maybe someday. Shh, uh, I don't giving away that. my secrets, uh, John. Don't let the fa- I need the TIFOs to trust me, man. Come on, you can't be t- exposing me as a liar here right at the start of the episode. Before, before we my get bad, into the y'all. season preview, and we've got a, a huge plan today on the season preview show, uh, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to set the scene here, obviously, at Hotfly. And we're going to tell you about our, our tailgate party coming up this Saturday. And then the watch party on March 2nd as well against Vancouver, the first away match of the season. We're going to tell you about that. But we've broken down the campaign, right. the 2024 campaign, into different well, stages. Well, if you know Johnny Hayes, you know he has this great way of looking at a soccer team's, a soccer club season. And it's as a, the campaign. There's, there's phases and stages of it. You don't just like put your head down and barrel through and just like run full speed ahead, you know, from start to finish. No, it's like a marathon. You got to take it in stages. So we broke down the schedule. I got up early this morning, crack of dawn, made myself a nice pot of coffee, double, double, uh, double uh, espresso. And uh, just, just really got into like, where are the break points in this season? I came up with nine stages of the campaign. We're gonna go through all nine of them here on this season preview. And you nailed it, by the way. And we'll I get think there. The nine phases are exactly what I was thinking about. Nine times. And and just so you know, one of these phases is happening very quickly here right. this coming weekend on Saturday. Right. And it's a cup final. We we have a final. <laughs> We're starting the year with a cup final. How great is that? And it's the Coachella Valley Invitational <laughs> Cup Final. We'll get into that. We'll tell you exactly what that is. But first, I want to hear about your beer. I'm going to tell you about mine. Mine, of course, is the People's Game. It's a new lager here. It's fruity. It's dark, as you can see, at Hopfly here. That's a Fresh Drop Friday? And it's a Fresh Drop Friday. It's new weekend. here at Hopfly this weekend, this mm-hmm. past Friday. And it's perfect. They, they brewed it specifically for soccer fans, and it's going to still be here on Saturday for the, for the Patelgate party. This is, the match. this is a show. This is a club that's all about the people. So I love the fact that you're celebrating the people here. I am drinking another Fresh Drop Friday, a new beer right on the board. Uh, you can't, couldn't have got this two days ago, but here I am drinking it now. That's just one of the beautiful things about Hot Fly. Um, it's a Pacific Standard Time. So all the loggers here have the word time in them. It's kind of a thing. Like you'll, when you've been here long enough, you know, you start coming hanging out with us, you'll figure that out. But this is a Pacific Standard Time. It's a West Coast Pills. It's a Pilsner. It's light with a little bit of bite to it. It's like, it's like a, it wants to grow up to be an IPA someday, but it's not quite there yet. <laughs> so it's pretty nice. It feels West Coast. Charlotte FC just getting back from the West Coast from Coachella. I thought it was a perfect uh, fresh drop Friday for me. So there Love you. it. Cheers to you. 
Thank you, sir. And cheers to all the TIFOs who will be here with us at the tailgate on Saturday. Can't wait. Uh, February 24th here at Hot Fly starting at 4 o'clock. Make sure that you're here. Right. It's going to be a great party before the match. We're going to plan to do a show as well from 6.15 to 6.45 just to When to the lineup see. drops. Yeah, when the lineup drops, we go live, talk about it. You can be streaming it in the stadium. You can be streaming it at the tailgate. Whatever you want to do, you can come watch and hang out with us live. And then when we're done at 6.45, we're going to pack up very quickly so we can head down to the stadium <laughs> right, ourselves. exactly. And we can catch the match. So we'll, we'll be doing that on Saturday. And what we're going to be doing on today's show specifically is breaking down these stages. All right, can so, I put this back up then? Okay. Yes, nice. yes. We're, we're finally here. When you guys see, when you all see me turn to my right here, it's because I'm doing a little doop 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 Because we don't have any entrance, He's work, working yeah. on the, the ones and twos. Danny's right. producing If the graphics the are bad, that's my fault also. So. <laughs> um, so let's start with the first stage, stage of one. the season. Stage one of the campaign, and uh, it starts, it's a one-game stage. It is. And, Johnny, we call it the home opener, February 24th. Everything we've been building towards is sort of, sort of, we have, we have Dean Smith. Everything, there's the only really thing that's new in Charlotte FC camp, the only thing that, we don't have new players. Right. We have a lot of players that left. We have a new squad by subtraction. Right. But what we're counting on as Charlotte FC fans, if you're a Kool-Aid drinker like me, or a Pacific Standard Time drinker, or, you know, uh, what can I say? What I can say is that we're counting on Dean to change every Dean, Dean gives us every one of our players a new edge hopefully that's what we're counting on so it's all you've heard him say it in the preseason camp it's all building to February 24th and you love that you love that singular focus I do and that's why I've identified this as the first stage of the season and let me give you more context into that think about it from a player point of view you started your training camp and you were in Miami and you spent weeks there mm-hmm. you came back to Charlotte for a weekend and after that weekend, I think it was about three or four days off, mm-hmm. got back on the, the plane, flew out to California, Los Angeles specifically. You play a preseason match there, mm-hmm. and then you travel by car down to the Coachella Valley. Palm Desert, baby. Let's go. Beautiful place. The shadows of the San Jacinto Mountains. That's right. For sure. And Shout you, out April Sandoval, by the way, TIFO's West Coast uh, chapter president. I forgot about that. Cheers to that. Uh, hopefully to see. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Hopefully but yeah. we'll see April at uh, American Memorial. Uh, hopefully Stadium soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this this year, I should say, is is we, we met her there, had a great time with her. One of many TFOs. And by the way, we're getting to TFOs questions on this show today, like we always do. But sorry to cut off your flow. There, no, you're fine. Yeah. Specifically, you go from Los Angeles, you go to the Coachella Valley Invitational, and these players have spent more time mm-hmm. in Charlotte than. Uh, you know, somebody who was just flying in for a weekend over the last month. Right. Right? There's, yeah. They just haven't been here. Right. So They have not even been in town. They're coming back to town now, and they're here for match week one. Mm-hmm. And it is officially match week one as mm-hmm. of this recording, which is unbelievably exciting. But they get to town, and they're going to play on Saturday. Right. And know what they're going to do after that? They're going to get back on a plane. Right. And they're going to fly to Vancouver, Canada. Right, exactly. And that's why this is a one – like, we got 34 games in the season, right? But how can one single game be a stage of the campaign itself? Right. That's how much importance Dean Smith has put on it with his harping on it in interviews and in yelling at the guys. And that's how much it feels such an isolated game, like, with the, the club being out of the month before – out of town for a month after this is just like a really like it's like a standalone season opener and like you you were joking the reason you call it a cup final this is this is big brain from john because we're undefeated in coachella it's like that's our group stage win so we advance you know to a final and so like you know we can treat this as like hey let's pay off all the good preseason work we did and the four clean sheets and whatnot and get a get three points when they matter 
Exactly, and, and NYCFC is the opponent mm-hmm. in the Coachella Valley Invitational Final. Which is being played in Charlotte. Correct. And when you think about those three points, you think about the lineups we're going to do, by the way, our second episode this week. You're always going to have two episodes of Charlotte's Soccer mm-hmm. Show every single week. In our second episode this week, we will dive specifically right. into this match. We'll talk about the starting lineups. Right. But what I'll, I'll say today is in labeling, labeling this final, what that also means is the things that happened in Coachella mm-hmm. matter. Right, exactly. We worked out who gets minutes. What's the squad? What's the best 11? We can expect probably of the 11 that started the, that last uh, game against Minnesota, you figure probably nine or nine or ten of those guys. You, I think Kerwin Vargas comes in to start. I don't want to get – we got another episode to dive into that, but, but – and we need to get a little info as, as far as, you know, for, for the next few days. Maybe Dean will speak and we'll get a, be able to project the lineup a little better and sort of the details of that game. But, like, what it feels like, I don't, I'm not sure I'm going with you on the analogy of the cup final, but I do love the effort. And, like, like maybe it's just fair play because I'm the, usually I'm the crazy analogy guy, you know. So, I, like, I, I love, like, see, coming, coming back at me. It's yeah. great. But I, regardless of whether anyone agrees, disagrees with all of that, it's a must win. And for that reason, it feels like a cup final to me. It's a must win. We cannot get so out of the blocks. Yeah, then. we can't get out of the blocks. <laughs> we cannot get out of the blocks 0-1. We can't get out of the blocks with the draw. We got to beat New York, start the season right, right once with this club. So that's phase one of this season right. preview. Okay? And obviously three points is so important here sure. during phase one. Three points, one point, zero points. Any of those three scenarios, you move on to stage two. Right. And we're in, yeah. We're going to get to the stage regardless. And by the way, that's where my cup final analogy falls apart, considering (laughs) the season goes on after the Yeah, we play the next match no matter what. But I like the fact that we go on the road for a month. We got three road games right after. Uh, We bring up stage two. So stage two lasts from what I've identified March 2nd to March 16th. We're calling this Canada and country music. We're going uh, West Coast, speaking of the West, you know, Pacific Standard Time, going out to the Pacific in Vancouver, going then, then another road. Then you know we'll come home in between. But then another road game in Toronto. Two trip back to back trips to Canada, and then we go to Nashville. So three road games in a row right after that home opener. I'm going to be in Nashville. I need some tifos in Nashville with me. I can't wait to go. That's my first away day of the year. Already got my hotel. I need the club to come. Correct. I put in my request as a season ticket holder for the Na- for the. They said choose your game that you want the free tickets to. Put in my request about three ish weeks ago for my Nashville tickets. Haven't gotten confirmed. So. Ticket office, you can help me out on that one at some point. But I can't wait for this stage because this is a test your metal stage. This, these are not necessarily the toughest teams, Vancouver and Toronto, but those are tough trips. And then Nashville is sort of a, okay, after our first three games of playing lower teams, let's play a team that was actually up in the, in the standing. Can I ask you a question about the Canadian part of this sure. uh, journey? Of course. Um, are, are any of our players not going to be allowed to go to Canada? Like, <laughs> <laughs> in the past? Oh, my God. I, gotta, I, gotta, I have to get caught up. I don't know. No, I, don't know. I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because right. I, it, things aren't that way anymore. Obviously, right. the pandemic is nothing to joke about, but in the first two years of this club, there's certain people who are not vaccinated who right. not go to Canada to play these games. Right, that's a pra- that's a real practical material concern for sure, but I don't think it is now. I, yeah, I don't. Hopefully not. Uh, so We'll find out in a month. Our entire uh, crew, <laughs> entire squad should be able to go to Canada to play these games. Canada and country music, those are two things that I really wouldn't put together in the same yeah. category, but yeah. I bet you a bunch of Canadians would enjoy a weekend in Nashville. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. I bet I'll see some Canadians when I get there myself. But And again, it's kind of like, 
we get to these later phases of the campaign, they're going to be a little bit more laser focused. They're going to be like, we got to do this in this phase. Canada and country music is a, is a grab bag. It's a potpourri. It's like we're still getting our feet out from under us. We're going here. We're going there. We're, we're driving. We're going over the mountains. And it's just like, like we need wins here, but I'm not going to panic if the wins don't. As long as we get that first win at home, I'm not panicking at anything that's happened in the stretch because it's just Canada and country music, man. Like, who who can feel bad about either of those things? Like, is there a negative connotation no. like on either, either of those things? In England, I don't it, think so. It so sounds like a great album. It's like a feel way. ourselves. It's like that's a feeling ourselves out stage of the season yeah. for me once we get that first game on our belts. Exactly. I, I love I love. I love stage number two of this campaign. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be fun uh, for a couple different re- reasons. On March 2nd, uh, the first reason is that we're having an incredible party here at Hotfly mm-hmm. on Saturday night. The match kicks off at 730 against Vancouver. We're going to be here. With the Charlotte FC-themed fresh drop that weekend that we'll all be drinking. Yes, yes, we will. I know the Min City Collective will be here as well. So right, the, whole, the collective is showing up. That's going to yeah, be great. Shout out to them uh, for Can't showing out here on that Saturday night. and then- I have a feeling that's going to be huge. Like, we're, we're up in the upper here at Hotfly right now. If you've been here, you kind of probably recognize it. I think for that night, we're going to be down in, like, the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be it's going to be a scene uh, and an arms race. And, to by the way, uh, with Toronto the, the next week, right? Right. We, we got a chance to do it all over again on right. the 9th if we want right. to. Yeah, right? yeah. Might as well. So, we, yeah. we can do it again. If it goes well on the 2nd, let's just do it on the 9th. We'll keep and it then, going. And then we're sure. heading out to Nashville. So, for me, when you look at those three road matches, you need to at least come away with three points. I know sure. that sounds like silly, sure. right? But three points to me. If you can win one of those three matches, mm-hmm. I feel like you've done okay. You're in good and shape. if you can get four points in those three matches, then I think then you're well on your way. Yep. Stage totally three. Agree. What's stage so three? So stage three, we come home. We we now it gets stage three is where it gets serious. Like we need to t- learn whatever lessons we learn in stage two, need to be applied in stage three because stage three is contenders at the key. This is no joke. We come home in one in the span of one week. We host Columbus and FC Cincinnati, the Supporter Shield champion and defending MLS Cup champions. Coming here, huge early season tests. We ha- we have to have formed our identity by this point. Like. Stage one and stage two are kind of about like figuring out what we got, and we need to know what we've got by the time we get to stage three. Serious like, contenders coming in, Johnny. I, w- I would like to know uh, what we've got because you, you 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 mentioned these contenders, right? Right. Su- supporter Shield. Right. MLS Cup. Right. Right. The, the, the champs. The, the hardware that Charlotte FC is looking for. Right. Is coming to town. Right. In this, in this stage three of the campaign, right. the these are like, come to the key. These are the examples we're trying to emulate as, as a right. club at this point. Cincinnati went worst to first right. in the span of two years. You know, like hey. we haven't ever been worst, right. and you but we al- still want to be first. And you can also think about it this way, Danny, right? Is I'm that- thinking about it. Give me something. Give me something good. It's North Carolina versus Ohio, baby. Oh, yeah, exactly. First hey. in flight, first in flight, you know. The Wright brothers... Yeah, they were from Ohio, but they did their best work in North Carolina yeah. for sure. So it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a couple back to back weekends right, exactly, of Ohio exactly. coming to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, us yeah. saying exactly. go back to Ohio. Exactly. Please go back. Please go back. MLS gone wild. You're welcome here, and you're welcome to leave for sure. Um, what can I say, man? It's going to be like this is we we need to if we could get a point out of these two games, I'd be probably thrilled to be honest. Just if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking these are games where I would chalk up. I don't know if we're going to be ready. They're they're happening very quickly in the season. I say we want to use those first two stages to get our identity uh, defined, but that's a tough task, and I'm not, it may not be 100 percent of the way there by the time we face these tests. But we we'll see. It's going to be real tough though. That I'm not March is going to be tough. Okay. It's it's going to be tough, but I want you to think about it this way: If you're a, a fan of the the club, 
if you if you're a TIFOs of Charlotte Soccer Show, we need you. Those are back to back weekends of incredible parties. <laughs> right. Here yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The match. So it is gonna be nuts. Yeah. As we go into the season, I think it's important to recognize as we're this uh, far into now the season preview episode is that. The national pundits do not think Charlotte FC is going to do well this year. Right, season. yeah, yeah. This, the predictions from MLS, uh, like, I call them Pravda, the old Soviet Union newspaper. It's the, it's the Russian word for truth. I say MLS Pravda, like the Weebies and the, uh, you know, the, the, Doyles. the Doyles, for sure Doyles. Even Tommy B slides in there sometimes. Even our boy Felipe C slides in there sometimes. But MLS Pravda and all the, and all the commentators that work for Apple Plus – uh, you know, they're good people, obviously. We love the coverage, obviously, and uh, the unapologetic coverage on Apple. But they uh, they hate us. They hate Charlotte FC, basically. <laughs> so we were picked, I think, one person out of eighth out of a list of 12 or so people, and everybody else had us 30. Let me, let me see if I can call oh, Hold on. Let me just put that? it this way. Yeah. I know for a fact that, that Matt Doyle picked us to, to finish 15th in the East, which is last that place. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so all I was saying was, regardless of how the season is going by that point, the on those dates in March, let's just party. Let's have a good time. Let's right. enjoy the fact that right. there's some seriously good soccer teams coming to Charlotte this March, and we're going to be here at Hot Fly. We're going to be marching to the match, and we're going to be enjoying this, this soccer. Maybe Charlotte FC with this young team, with this new manager, has a chance to really open up some eyes. Sure. And and really show people that Charlotte FC is for real this season against two of the best teams in the East. That's definitely what we're hoping, obviously. And, like, uh I think we got a good team. Like, I, I don't see... We've never finished last before, so I don't let's know why they're call, picking let's, us let's last. Let's not call these uh, analysts out by, out by name. Just okay. tell me where everyone pick, picks so Charlotte FC to finish. So this is a list of 15 names. We've got 13th, 14th, 14th, 8th. Wow, outlier. 14th, 15th, 14th, 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 12th, 12th, 15th. We be with a 13th just to slide in there. We did reveal his name. Uh, Diego Valeri, my goat, I got to reveal his name also, 13th, and then 13th for the last guy on the list. So, yeah, uh, uh, one eighth, two of 12th, four of 13th, and everything else, 14th and 15th behind. Translation? Rough scene. I'll take another beer. <laughs> and I'll move on to the next part of the campaign. Yeah, I mean, we might as well get to the next stage because this is a fun stage. This is where we get a little northern exposure in our lives. This is uh, a stretch. This is the stretch from March uh, 23rd to the 30th. Actually, no, I, I told you. What did I say at the start of this episode? If the graphics are bad, it's my fault. <laughs> I left the, I copy-pasted the wrong date. The actual, actual stretch of this, of our Northern Exposure Tour, is at the end of, is the beginning of April, excuse me. April 6th until April 21st, we play New England, Toronto, Minnesota, and then on the 27th, we, play, we go to New York City. So that's the Northern Exposure. We're playing New England. We're playing Toronto at home. We're playing... Minnesota, can all I, these, all I, these northern teams south. Can I? Change, or we got to go can there. Can I change the name of this uh, campaign? Let's change it live. The name of the stage of Let's the campaign. Let's change it live and fix the dates. What do you say? Instead of northern expo exposure, it's northern attitude. Okay, go on. And I, I like the reason where you're why is we're, we're going up to New. Uh, we're, we're playing New England. Mm -hmm. We're starting the this part of the stage against New England. Yep. And Noah Khan, who's one of my favorite artists, who okay. is headlining "Loving Life and Life" this love this, it, love this it. May, Charlotte. Uh, one of his one of his tracks. One of his great, his great tracks is Northern Attitude. Okay. It's a Northern Exposure. We're going to get some Northern Attitude. And, and don't blame me for my Northern Attitude on this show ever. And don't blame Charlotte FC for going up to 
Foxboroughs and Gillette Stadium with a little bit of attitude because we've got to have attitude when I, we're playing against these these teams from the north. I like it. Attitude is everything. I feel I, that's what I tell my kid all the time. I'm like, hey, you, it's not. It's it's all about what uh, how you react to things, not what happens to you, right? So, what I love when you say the word attitude, it makes me think of how there's such a much better attitude in Charlotte FC camp this year. We think about everything that went wrong in 2023 in terms of uh, everything. Uh, you all know it. And on top of all that, we really weren't tested competition-wise. On top of all the human things that happened, uh, we, our only real preseason prep was two, against two USL team scrimmages here at home. Right. Now we've gone out and kept four straight clean sheets in Coachella against mostly MLS competition. We've seen guys score goals. We've seen young players coming up and making big plays. So, like, like there's just, like... If you're disappointed, if you have a lot of anxiety about the lack of uh, signings and whatnot, just remember that the northern attitude is really what we're bringing. That, that also makes me think of Dean Smith and his at. He's bringing a northern attitude. If you think of like, yes, he is. He's bringing you know, a, he's bringing an, a, a, a Midlands, yeah, Mid, the yeah, Midlands yeah, of yeah, England yeah, yeah. might as well be the northeast of, of the United States. And we'll, we'll update the graphic live here. Northern attitude. There we just go. for you, Johnny. Thank, thank you. you. So yeah, so like, I just think like. Dino's refreshing. We saw the the mic'd up thing, Dino, where he was just having so much fun with the guys. The guys, he laughs. He's if you're dancing at Dino's practice, he's gonna ask you what song are you dancing to in your head. You know, you're you're not gonna get off just like uh, being a shy wallflower and like hiding in the corner in Dean in Dean Smith's practices or training sessions or meetings or anything like that. So. I just think, yeah, a little northern attitude is exactly what's called for this stretch of the season. The next stretch of the season might be my favorite. This this next stage of the, the campaign. This is where it gets really real, y'all. It's it, the fixture crunch. It, it's, it's a fixture crunch. Once Charlotte FC gets into May, you are talking about so many games. What is it? I that, think we did the math. Really matter. We did the math, and it's uh, six matches in 22 days. Absolutely insane. Six matches in 22 days, not on the dates that you see on your screen. Danny, you should probably just start <laughs> taking the dates off of your banners. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah, just yeah, call yeah. them we'll the fix, campaign stages, we'll, we'll what they are. That, yeah. but well, how a- about we just look at the schedule just uh, for, for that purpose then? Because this is where we're at. This is the fixture crunch that hits. Starting on May 11th, yes. Charlotte, we host Nashville. This is going to be a great game. This, this is going to be a game of this. I, uh, th- for many reasons that will, f- will be revealed, let me just give a teaser that there's a lot of great things happening with the show with that night. But that's all I'm going to say for now. But then four days later, we go to Chicago. Three days after that, we're back at home hosting LA. LA. Then a week after that, we host Philadelphia. Four days later, we're up in Jersey playing the Red Bulls. Then we go to Atlanta, right, three days after that. Then we finally then get, get a, a two-week break. break. So yes. f- six games, six matches in 22 days absolutely insane it's gonna be wild john so think about it this way what and the reason why we're doing our season preview this way is because we want you to think about the season in these stages right right and we're, we're giving you this advice because we think it's the right advice to give and when so you gotta prepare for the campaign when charlotte fc gets into this part of its schedule when when may when you see that calendar flip from the last day of of april into may 1st i think the light bulb should go off in your head and it should it should be telling you hey this next 40 days of, of Charlotte FC is probably the most important of the season. Right. And it's going to be a big deal, like, where we're at when that stretch starts. Right. And it's going to be an even bigger deal where we're at when that stretch finishes. You know what I'm saying? Because, yes. like, like, we're going to want to have ourselves set up for that. And it's going to be, are we protecting something that we've built? Have we had good results early in the season? Do we need to, like, make sure we just weather the storm here? Or... Did we have some disappointing results? And we lost to Columbus and Cincinnati and Atlanta and one of the Canadian teams. And 
all of a sudden we need to go chase points and it's just go, go, go. And it's like, especially, and that's right before the transfer, that's right before we can bring in reinforcements. The transfer window opens at the end of that stretch. So it's it's really brutal. It opens during the next stage, the stage six of the campaign, which is Eastern Promises. I call this Eastern Promises. (laughs) It's my favorite, one of my favorite Viggo Mortensen movies. You know, there's some crazy scenes in there, but, uh, you know, he beats a guy's ass in a, in a, a Russian spa, basically is what happens. So, uh, very famous scene if you if you have missed that. But Eastern Promises just kind of I thought of this because I thought of, I looked at it and I said who were we playing right? And it was all these beasts of the East. So we can uh, we can you know fulfill a lot of promises if we can win some of these games against the East because this is going to be our ground after we've had you know a bunch of Northern teams. This is the the game. This is the stretch of the season. Excuse me, where we're playing the teams that uh, are in direct competition with us right. for the uh, playoffs. And really, like positioning ourselves to maybe host right. to climb up into that top four, and and uh, let me see. It kind of starts here at the Atlanta game, Atlanta or the DC game. Excuse me. We play DC. That's a team that we need to finish ahead of. Orlando. That's a team that we need to finish ahead of, even though they crushed us last year. Philly. That's a tough team that we measure ourselves against. Hopefully, if we're up where we want to be. Always. Houston doesn't fit in with the East thing, but then again, we're back right in the East in the same sketch, same stretch. We host Miami. We go to Cincy and Columbus back to back, just right after they came to us back to back. So honestly, like when you when you when it says seven out of eight matches versus versus teams in the East after that really mm-hmm. stretch of, um, of fixtures that are crunching on the schedule. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't care who we're playing. The the point is, is that these. These games are, are really important. So you're going to have this fixture crunch, and you're going to get into this next stage of right. the season. I just think is, that a lot of those are six-pointers. A lot of those are like six-point games against teams we're going to be competing with for playoffs. Exactly spots. the point that I was trying right. to make is that you're going to come out of that fixture crunch. You're going to be a little tired. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking for reinforcements in the summer transfer window. And then all of a sudden, you've got these massive games against teams in your own conference over the summertime that really, really matter. Yeah. So It's huge. That leads us to – Massive stretch. And then one, the of my, one of my favorite stretches. This is going to be my, one of my favorite stages of the campaign and it's kind of a, a vague stage we don't really know where it, it, it stands because there's question marks on these i think i got these dates right hopefully right at least um we play after that eastern promises section we go to austin july 20th right and it's the last game before leagues cup I, I separated this one off because it's not an east team so it doesn't fit into the eastern theme of the previous stage and I, this is another one game stage for me although obviously the leagues cup and beyond kind of will count as part of the it's stage only a, also. it's a one it's a one stage game for danny because he's gonna go travel down to austin right. and it might and it, it's like the that weekend is its own life in and of itself yes yeah it's gonna be a crazy weekend in austin i'll probably be road tripping there to be honest just because i want to hit some spots along the way i'm gonna take the whole week off and be partying in austin after the match, um, it's one of my busiest work weeks of the year right before that. So it's, I'm going to be letting loose and just like, it's going to be crazy. Um, I have tons of friends and family in Austin. My brother has a awesome house with a great backyard with a pool, like three blocks from the stadium. Like, you're all invited. I don't know if he knows this yet, but everyone's <laughs> invited, you know, I think. So it's like, give me an awesome time. And I can't wait. Everyone come to Austin. We're going to do it up big. We're going to have a hell of a weekend in Austin. And then we're going to see where we're at with the League's Cup. We'll know a little more. I plan to be there as well, uh, ATX. Smart man. Uh, for, a, for Charlotte FC's first road match at, at Austin. And Austin, as of now, looks like a beatable team. Looks right. like a team in the West that Charlotte FC could potentially right. beat on the road. And at that point in the season, um, I'm not sure what it's gonna, what's going to happen. So we've got two more stages of the, the season. And the, the penultimate – that's one of my favorite words, by the way. The penultimate stage of the season – is it's the optimize it's the get ready this is where okay we've done leagues cup we know who we are we know where we're at this is where the, the stage those practices after leagues cup is where charlotte fc made such a great identity for themselves to like eke themselves in the playoffs this year we're hoping for even more but 
it's it's a good stretch where we play. Let me let me go down here. We play New York at home. We play Atlanta at home. We go to Montreal. We go to Orlando. We host New England, and that's kind of those are teams that I feel that, again another stretch of six pointer games for playoff positioning, and it all leads up to that stage is just like that's the put your head down and go stage we don't know we'll sort of know where we're at at the end of league's cup to me that stage is like the stage that is the if you have to if you have to basically look at your season Mm -hmm. in all these stages all of a sudden what you do is you see this penultimate stage and you think to yourself if charlotte fc is going to compete for an mls cup Mm -hmm. this is when they have to right this is where you need to be racking up points to try to earn home field advantage in the playoffs that's right because the supporter shield in my opinion is off the table before the season even starts therefore when you get to this stage of the season you're asking yourself Am I going to be able to host a playoff mm-hmm. series? Can we squeeze in? Can we achieve our goals that lead up to the final stage of the season? Right. And it's also coming out of League's Cup. It's kind of like it needs to be it's, – it, it, after we've had the fixture crunch stage and the Eastern Promises stage is very intense. We've had the League's Cup, which is going to be intense. This is also kind of a little bit of a rest and relax stage. It's not a full rest and relax but it's kind of like – I called it optimize. If you, that's what I put on the graphic because I think you need to sort of – it's like – Maybe you took a few knocks in League's Cup. Maybe a couple guys need rest. You need to get by with a, with a legacy player or something that's brought up or something like that for a, a match or two. Maybe right. Jack Neely needs to step in at center back or something like that. So it's an optimized get yourself ready for the full sprint, stage nine, the final stage, the race to decision day. This is, this is where it all comes down, We've, and it starts in Miami. This was great for me because the last month, the last like four matches of the season start with a trip to Miami. I personally have my own theories and feelings about how I really don't think Miami's going to be that good this year. We're going to know a lot more between now and September, but if they're as good as other people besides me think they are, this is going to be a huge match. <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 it's always um, a, a match like that against yeah. Miami at this point, right? Yeah. Especially with the team that's absolutely loaded. Right. Uh, Miami but then match that is a match that is – unbelievably important no matter what whether Messi's playing or not because at this point Miami is the most famous team in MLS so anytime you play them it is one of the most famous fixtures uh, on your schedule yeah I mean it, it's Messi it's well he may be he, hate it or love it. it it is what it is he may be hurt recuperating in, in Argentina at that yeah. point uh, having gotten injured in the uh, Copa America or something but uh, yeah I, I don't know it's going to be huge because then after what I would consider to be a, a presumably a tough fixture, then we host Chicago, we host Montreal, winnable games, and then we go to D.C. Two weeks before the presidential election. Yeah. Going to be crazy. I'm really hoping that we don't need this match. I'm hoping because I want to go. Like you, We have this packed on the show that we're going to go to D.C. until we score a goal yeah. at the very least because we've been there twice and scored yeah. no goals. I don't care if they win this match. They just need to yeah. score. But uh, it's going to be crazy in D.C. that month of October leading up to the election. So I hope this is an easy – I hope this is a fun match that isn't concerning the standings personally. So just remember, we'll see. You know, if you, if you support Charlotte FC, if, if you want to follow this campaign, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to abide by – the campaign schedule, if you will, the the stages of the campaign. You got to be prepared to to win the war, right? We've got all these battles throughout the season and we've got to be prepared to win the war. You can always just circle that DC date at the end of the year, no matter Mm -hmm. what happens. How many times Charlotte FC loses? (laughs) How bad we are. If we are 15th on the table, what we're going to do at the end of the season, we're going to go up to DC and we're going to have a good time. We're going to go to uh, Solace Brewing Company yep. right there, yeah. uh, right on the river, the Potomac River, I believe it is, yeah. right there in Washington, D.C. have a great 
October afternoon and just enjoy ourselves. Even, yeah, it, uh, there's a chance. Like, I'm saying I don't want this to be a significant game. I just want it to, like, not affect our standings. That is, I, the, I don't want it just to be eliminated. I want, I want, it to at least, I want us to at least have a chance. Yeah, Fair so enough. for sure. Fair enough. So, but it's going to be great. That's the final stage of the season. So uh, we wanted to bring that to you today in, in our first segment. It's just kind of let you in on how we are looking at the right, season. Right, exactly. Right? This is how we're going to be covering the, the year, and this is how we are going to wrap our minds around whether Charlotte FC has a successful or a disappointing season three. We're going to find out uh, very, very shortly whether that happens or not. The other things that we're going to do, we're going to find out who – I have as the MVP of the season, who Danny has as the MVP of the season. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about young players of the year. We're going to talk about minutes played, and we're also going to talk about where we see Charlotte FC finishing on the right. table, how many points that they can accumulate during this campaign. And then, as always, Danny Brams, as always, we're going to ask our friends, the tremendous friends of the show, their questions heading into the season. We're going to answer that, and we're going to do all of that from Hotfly here. Of course, Charlotte Soccer Show presented by Hotfly. Coming up next on the show, follow us on Twitter, at For the Crown Baby. Follow us on Instagram, Charlotte Soccer City. Follow our Substack, Charlotte Soccer City, as well. God, we're we got a lot of channels, all, we're dude. We're going to be doing all those. The, tif- uh, the only the reason season. we're able to fill all that content on all those channels is because of the TIFOs. So, uh, until then, uh, I know you're ready for another beer. I need another. I might be ready as well. And we're back after this. Welcome back, Charlotte Soccer Show. It is a Sunday, now early evening after 4 o'clock. We're on the, the patio here upstairs at mm-hmm. Hotfly. We've moved locations for our second Check segment. Check the new digs. Not and bad. We, we did that purposefully, Danny, because we, we love hanging inside sure. at Hotfly. It's a great place to be. There's always good bars, and we can have a, good, a great time here. But you, the reason why we live in this city is so beautiful. in February and March and April mm-hmm. during those first couple stages of the season mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be outside oh, yep. we're going to oh, be out yeah. here upstairs on the mm-hmm. patio we're going to be outside downstairs on the patio as well in the parking lot throwing a tailgate DJs photo booths jerseys beers <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah that last part is my favorite part by yeah. the way and and we we have a couple New yeah, beers? Yeah. Well, yeah, we're gonna be and we're gonna be doing like video, like vlogs and stuff. We're gonna be like grabbing people that are walking on the street that aren't even planning to come to Hot Flight. We're gonna be dragging them in and saying, "Come to our party." It's gonna be great. I think what I'm most excited about when it comes to our tailgate is that Rachel Hayes wants to to make her debut on the show. Wow, that's gonna be some stuff. And she asked me, "Hey, what kind of segments can I do? How can we hang out?" and said what what we want to do is when you come by the tailgate right there's going to be questions Mm -hmm. for tifos to answer love this and rachel's hosting it's great and we're going to be asking questions that i think elicit emotion sure also elicit a little bit of humor (laughs) and we want to know how good you actually know the club maybe some trivia yeah you know hopefully she doesn't like put me out of a job that's the only thing i'm worried about with rachel for sure but i'm excited to have her start contributing even more on the show she's one of the very few like of all the voices over the years that have been heard on the show she's she's been there so she certainly has so cheers to you i'll drink to that and cheers to rachel my my beautiful wife of course and cheers to hotfly our presenting sponsor on the show it's so nice to be here this is our official launch if you haven't noticed we say goodbye to our friends at Elizabeth Parlor Room after Charlotte FC's final preseason. We'll still match. be there for independent stuff for sure. Like, like just so it's so convenient to independence that we pr- I'll probably be pre-gaming independence there. But yeah. no, it's not that we. It's not that we're probably pre-gaming independence. We are. <laughs> right, pre-gaming, yes, yeah, pre-gaming for sure. Okay. And we, by the way, when it comes to Charlotte Independence, this is the Charlotte FC season preview show. Right. There will be a Charlotte Correct. Independence right. season preview if, show if, as well. If you've been watching for forty minutes, saying are these guys going to talk about the independence, we will get there on a different episode <laughs> for sure. We certainly will. So we've gone through the stages of the camp. Pain, which I really enjoy. 
Loved and it. I appreciate you on the fly changing. Uh, right, fixing the graphics. I've triple checked all the graphics here for this next <laughs> segment, so I think we're good. Okay, so what we're going to get into now is some preseason awards, Let's predict. some predictions, and Let's we, predict. we, we purposefully have made this segment on the back end of the show because I told Danny Brams before we started this episode, I said, just so you know, our predictions don't matter. <laughs> right, they don't mean nothing. And that's, that's why we could be bold with them. I got some hot takes here that I'm going to fire off. I can't so, wait. So let's get into it. Let's start so with... So we're going to snake draft this. I'm going to go first, you second on one category. Next category, you go first, I go second. It'll, it'll be beautiful here. Okay, okay. so the, the graphics should mostly reflect that. But uh, let's I'll reveal the choices just because they're on the graphics. We'll, we'll work on this. We'll work on better ways to do this. But let's talk MVP first. I'm picking Breck Agra. I think... I think this guy has the ability to become an MLS All-Star. I think we just got a taste of what Brechty can do last year. I think we saw an adjustment, uh, some adjustment struggles. We saw some personal things that were going on in his life in terms of uh, his family yeah. that caused him to miss a game and caused him to miss some time and probably were messing with his head a little bit at the time. That's all been cleared up and good to go. He scored the Galazzo Scorpion kick goal. Uh, we saw him just dance. He's been sort of moved out of that winger position that I hated him at last year to a more central location on the pitch so far in preseason under Dino. And we saw him dancing along the side. Remember that chance we saw in the in the recap of in the postgame show yesterday? And unfortunately, my stupid video thing was was stro- strobing. But then we missed like this beautiful footwork from Brecht on the line to beat just dancing through three defenders and then sending a, a perfect ball into the box right on the penalty spot two guys had a chance at so I love what I'm seeing from Brecht I love what I will see from Brecht and I think I think Brecht just becomes the best player on this team I think he starts to take all the free kicks I think he starts getting cornered the, the crowd behind me loves it I don't know if you could hear and the microphone probably didn't pick it up but there was just a huge uh, insane reaction to what I just said from down on the street that was okay, crazy so the, way, the, the way that it used to work on the show <laughs> yeah. is that we had a microphone that would pick up every right. little single sound within a 30 yard earshot <laughs> that's true and the way that and the show if you're works having a now, co- if a conversation was happening next to us, sometimes we'd pick that up too. Sadly, um, so the way the show, show works now is that you're probably not going to hear much that happens in and around us. And I know Hotfly, for example, Danny is a little nervous because for the tailgate, we were going to do a live show. Mm-hmm. And we are going to do a live. Show. We are going to do a live show. And the uh, the event planner here at Hotfly, uh, shout out to Anna, uh, love her, uh, amazing. She's been helping us out so uh, much. Friend of the show, one of the most tremendous friends of the show, and. She, she was concerned. She said, are you going to be too close to the DJ? And I was like, no, we're going to be having a good time. Right. Uh, make sure that, that No DJ concerns here. On only, the- only the fact that Derek Jones' DJ is gone. That's my only <laughs> DJ concern. Yes. So your MVP is Breck Diagra. My MVP is Breck Diagra. I, I know it's crazy. I know it's, I it's, it's, it's out of left field. It's, it's not a – time out, time out, time out. It's not crazy. It's not out of left field. And the reason why is because he's okay. the number 10. Hey, all right. I'll t- okay. Okay. Hey, okay. Hey, I, that's a great pick, Bram. Hey, Danny, Brechty. I just think, and I also love just like the, I feel like Brechty's so much more comfortable. Like you've seen him in the videos, like shooting the breeze with the guys and be like, Enzo, Enzo, let's go get barbecue. And so, you know, it's like, it's cool. And so I think Brecht is the man. Your pick is a guy that is a little more, maybe might just win it by sheer force of goal scored potentially. My pick's Enzo Cabetti. And it's, can't, it's can't that, that. You know what? You know who he is, and I don't want you to forget this. He is the prince that was promised. <laughs> he was promised. <laughs> you know, if you've read Game of Thrones, the whole prince that was promised storyline is a very long, drawn-out storyline. So yeah, it took a little while for the prince that was promised to show up for sure. So I'm trying to take a big picture point of view with Enzo Capetti. I, I thought his rookie season in mm-hmm. MLS was one that was, uh, you know, shrouded by a bit of controversy. I would. 
borderline say horrible i think it was like you could you could say at worst case it was horrible at best case it was pretty bad which is sad but right yeah it was not a good season and there was injuries right. included in that as well i mean he just he earned a reputation for being a flopper and and right and a polarizing figure in the fan base, which is not what you want from your second highest paid player, and now no, your highest it's paid. Not. Yeah, it's it's not, and that's a good point. But the reason why I'm picking him now is because of something that he said that I heard during one of the episodes of Decoding the Press Conference. You can check that out on our YouTube page. Danny Rams make sure an you incredible do job with these uh, Decoding the Press Conference episodes. Make sure you go there and you watch Enzo Capetti and Patrick Ajamong spoke together. <laughs> in the Coachella Valley ahead of this season. And one thing that I took away from that conversation and the Decoding the Press Conference episode was that Enzo Capetti made it very clear that last preseason was different. Oh, yeah. That he felt like he never really got a chance to have a preseason. He never did. And He got here late. And now his new manager, Dean Smith, reminds him of his manager Mm -hmm. in Argentina Yeah, at Racing Club. And says, "Is it Rossing Club or Racing Rossing Club? Club? Yeah, Rossing yeah, Club. yeah. Thank you, Rossing Club de Avalenda. I think if you're going to go all the way. So Dean Smith is <laughs> is is somebody that Enzo Capetti feels like he has a prior relationship with. Might not be the same man, but the same type of manager, right? And a manager that Enzo Capetti is really familiar with. A manager that Enzo Capetti wants to play for. And when you start putting those ingredients together, Danny Brown, mm-hmm. I think it ends up with an Enzo Capetti MVP season. I mean." I'd love to see it. I would love to see Enzo uh, become the the Charlotte. If Enzo Capetti is the Charlotte FC MVP this year, we'll have a good season or a horrible one. We won't have a middle of the road season if he's the MVP. I can definitely guarantee that. Okay, so I need to address this as well, right? Before we get on to our next question, sure. A few episodes ago, I talked about Camille Uzviak and Carol Swiderski leaving the club and one of the things that I said Polish exodus one of the things that I said was Charlotte FC is in big trouble because Enzo Capetti is not that good (laughs) I think you did now you're picking up for the MVP and now I'm picking up for the MVP so I need to address this and I want to tell you why thank you we keep it honest to the here we keep it real with y'all is because from what I've seen Enzo Capetti is somebody that needs service and can't do it all himself and that's why I said you know what He's not as good as Carol Swiderski because Carol Swiderski doesn't really need service. He just needs the no, ball. Right. Carol never had the ball enough. And what I've seen now from Dean Smith is Dean Smith is is going to basically beg Enzo Capetti mm-hmm. to just stand on the penalty spot mm-hmm. and wait for service. Right. Or and run in behind or or make runs behind defenders. Yeah. Come from you know exactly what chase Enzo, that deep ball from from behind. Exactly what Enzo wants to do, and he doesn't have to compete with Carol Swiderski with it, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to listen to Christian Latanzio tell him that. Right. So and he knows that if he doesn't do anything, if he's useless for sixty minutes, he's going to get pulled, and Ajmong's going to come in and, and replace him. Right. So he's got he's he has a more comfortable setup and more of a pressure setup. It's the perfect combination. And I'm so glad that our MVPs of the season have worked out this way mm-hmm. because if Breck Diagre and Enzo Capetti have a great partnership and the forward attacking right. third for Charlotte FC, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden. We're scoring goals, baby. Hopefully, they're like the top two. If they're if those two guys are the top two, it doesn't really matter if they're one, who's one and who's two. But let's talk young players. You go first. Tell me why you're making the ultimate hot take. <laughs> this is the hottest take of them all. Benny Bender comes back and becomes the best young player. We're going to say under 23. Let's say for Charlotte FC this year. Okay, so this this pick is not because I think Ben Bender is the best young player on the team. It's it's because I think that Charlotte FC and the 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 content team, the social team. Mm-hmm. They do love Benny. 
what they've done throughout this preseason if they've, they've taken a, a lot of young players and they've dangled them in front of your face mm-hmm. you know they've said you need a little Burkeem over here you need a little Tavares over there yeah yeah you need a little Jump Pedro yeah right hey here. JP you know oh Diop scored a goal on a free kick here right. we go yeah so all these young players have been uh, really featuring for Charlotte FC during the preseason yeah. And, and Bender's still the no, the first overall pick. He's the number one pick. He's like our guy. He's our super draft wunderkind. So and when you think about the the holes in this lineup, where an offensively minded player could slot in sure, sure. and potentially make an impact for this club. Right wing. Ben Bender could play that position. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, the thing of it is, is like I, when I started thinking about this exercise, the reason it's such a crazy pick and such an outlier pick for me to throw Bender in the mix is because I thought I was giving a hot take with my pick, which I'll talk about in a second, because there's so many young players. I mean, Kerwin Vargas would be a young player. Adil Milanda would be a young player under the sort of the guidelines we're going. So I kind of I feel like both of us, when we, we were broached with this category, it was more about who's a young player that we're not expecting because everybody's expecting Vargas to do big things. Everybody's expecting Milanda to lock down the back line. So it's like those guys are just players to me almost. They don't even count as young players even if they, technically they fit the, fit the, uh, the qualification. Well, I think but. one thing that's important to note about young players mm-hmm. is that the spotlight typically is on young players who play in advanced positions. Yeah. The spotlight is never on a young player who plays in the back line. Yeah. Well... Until now, because my pick for a young player of the year <laughs> is our deep-lying playmaker. Uh, he said he likes to play an eight, but I think uh, he'll be a, uh, playing a little six, Nikola Pekovic. I think Pekovic is the – like, I'm uh, I'm going all in on this kid. I really was impressed by uh, the way that he played himself onto the first team, earned that UT, U22 uh, initiative uh, designation. You know, to earn his salary, he's 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 actually like the third highest paid player on the team. I'm pretty, I believe, or at least third highest transfer fee. I don't know about salary, but like, it's crazy how this kid kind of like took his whole like he got the benefit of it a full year at 19 years old to come to America and do his adjustment to the country and the job at a lower level before he had to face the pressure of playing in MLS also. So, like, if you saw the press conference Nicola gave the other day right after his uh, contract signing, yeah, we did a little clip of it. We clipped it on the... It's on our channel. Scroll down the channel, you'll find a Get to Know Nico. It's a video that uh, you'll be really impressed with just the poise with this kid's answers and the way he liked to have some fun. And someone, uh, you know, Carol Rogers was in there. She's like, Nico, your English is great. You know, have you been studying? He goes, yeah, it needs to get better. (laughs) It's it's like, it's never good enough for this kid, which is what what I liked. And he's like... And they asked him about personal goals. Like, what are your personal goals? He's like, I want the club to win MLS Cup. And like, okay, but what are you going to do personally to win uh, MLS Cup, help the club win MLS Cup? He goes, I want the club to win MLS Cup. (laughs) It's like, my goal is, my personal goal is for the team to win it all. So like, I love that from the kid. I just think he's got the attitude that you mentioned earlier, that Northern attitude maybe a little bit. And I just think like... Well, Serbia is definitely a Northern attitude. (laughs) Right, right. So I think uh, Petkovic comes in and just locks it down and, and, and starts every match of the season in the final two months. If he's not starting every match of the first two months. I, I think that is a, a really smart pick. And I think you and I, while our selections may feel different, I think they're very similar. Right. Because if you remember, Ben Bender can play midfield too. <laughs> True. And there's an opportunity there. Eight. Yeah. 
So basically, I think what Danny and I are both looking for this year when it comes to young players is where can a young player fit into this squad? Right. It, it doesn't matter Anywhere. If, you're, if you're on the back <laughs> right. or in the midfield yeah. or in the we front spots line. spots all over the pitch. Right. So th- I think when it comes to the young player of the season, it comes to which one of these players is going to step up and actually cement themselves into the starting position. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I think it's important to mention Nymfasha Burkimas in this in this segment as well of the 15-year-old, soon to be 16. He's turning 16 this month. Next week. Next week. Happy birthday. I think in four days. Um, in five years, he'll be able to drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. But we'll, we'll do it for him at this moment. But the, you can get in. Nifo, you can come be a guest on the show sometime this year, and we'll, 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 we'll vouch for you to get in. Yeah, he can come in, but we're not going to serve him. No, I'm not going to serve you anything. Are you kidding me? (laughs) He's trying to be a a young American Maybe some some kombucha. (laughs) Maybe. Um, I think, and I I mean this sincerely. Sure. Is that Dean Smith is infatuated with Nymphasha Burkimas. I think that that Dean Smith is looking at him as somebody that he can work with for five years. Right. And after five years, the kid's still 21. Right. And we sell and we sell him to Real Madrid for fifty million. <laughs> and Charles she buys the best designated players in the right. with, on the market. With inflation, that's just a TAM level salary, unfortunately, at that point. But Okay, but we have, we've got a new award. We got new awards, we gotta go golden boot, and this is another hot take from me. And this is so so you're basically this is sort of a complimentary you pick Copetti to score the most goals for Charlotte FC en route to his MVP campaign. It makes sense. Yeah, you know, let me get that out of the way. If I'm going to pick Copetti as MVP, he's going to be my golden boot have to. winner. Yeah, got to. There's just no uh, no way he doesn't be the golden boot winner and also be the team MVP. I'm going to go with Ajumong. I think Patrick – I mean, what do we say? All Patrick does is contribute to goals when he – whether starting or coming in as a sub, like – he just has a nose for goal. He just has an eye for goal. Like he's just always moving towards the goal, whether it's assists or goals. And I think somehow, even at sixty to forty-five to sixty percent of the minutes of Copetti, he outscores him this year. I mean, that is. If he does, <laughs> let me tell you this: I'm not going to be mad about it um, because it's. Gonna I know be, you love Pat. It, it's going to be the season of, of Pat. And 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 he, hear me out on this because can I'm, I get, can I get a. Hear me out on Freeze this. Freeze frame. Hear me out on this, right? Where I love this prediction, and the reason why is because I've always been the person that has been like, hey, we need to like take a look at Patrick Ajumon. Mm-hmm. This kid looks like he could be a unicorn at the striker position. Mm-hmm. And But I've always had this plan that was like it was going to play out over time, and he was going to – Get into the squad. He develop the bench, yeah. and then all of a sudden he was going to be the, the starting number nine for this team. And I'm sticking to that philosophy. Right? By the end of the season, where I think that he could next season score the most goals. Okay, and I think at the end of this season he could be somebody who is starting at the number nine position. Right. He- I just think that Enzo Capetti will keep him from scoring the most goals because Capetti's going to need the time in the first I hope half so. of the season. I hope so. And I, I really hope, I do agree that Enzo is sort of like, he's like batting down the hatches and he's sort of like locked himself in to be here this year and to like have a good season in Charlotte. But I don't, I, and I don't think he's quite as want away, as they say, uh, as Carroll was for the entire time that he was here. But the smoke of, of Enzo to Argentina stuff is not going to go away. It's only going to build up every every 
future transfer window, we're going to have oh. Enzo to Argentina talk. So If Enzo Capetti is the MVP and the Golden Boot winner, <laughs> he'll be gone. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, he'll, next, he'll be gone. Next winter, because yeah. it's going to be a big uh, conversation about Enzo's price. No doubt. And so, Ajumong needs to be groomed to like be the number one starter this time a year from now, 100%. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I, I think it's a, it's a really smart uh, pick. So, we, we, we have two strikers winning the Golden Boot. Right. That, that typically is what happens. Yeah. Hopefully, Deagra leads an assist. If Deagra has the most goals, he's definitely going to be the MVP. So, this is a fun category. So Johnny loves on the show. He sort of instilled this idea that a lot of the TFOs have latched onto of the full 90. Yes. Who can go the full 90? That's something we really respect here is if you can play 90 minutes every week, game in, game out, match in, match out. Like the full 90 is everything for us. So we want to know, I want to know from you, Johnny, goalkeeper, no, you know, don't, no, we're not talking about Kalina here. Who plays the most minutes this year? Who gets the most full 90 awards and who 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 leads the team in minutes played this year for outfield? So I think that the my first answer to this is really easy and it's Brant Bronico, but he's not my answer. And the reason why is because he's injured now yeah. and the midfield is getting crowded. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm, I'm starting to feel awkward about this because uh, Brant Bronico is, is somebody that has been a part of this club for a very mm-hmm. long time. And right now I'm seeing a really difficult way he, for him back into the squad. He's the heart and soul of this club for sure. And, he, you know, we're here at Hot Fly where he has hosted one of the best parties of the year last year, probably plan to do the same thing this year later in the summer here's the thing like what's funny is how you and i are so we're so close to the sun on this we fo- we follow every rumor and and noise you know i mean i'm on the line this morning before we got or this afternoon before we started recording i'm like checking is luciano rodriguez in the starting 11 for liverpool uruguay because like if he is then i he, that probably means they're not going to sell him you know so, so like i'm like that granular there's fifty thousand people that are going to walk into the keep next saturday behind us and they're going to say where the fuck is Bronico? <laughs> like, where, where the fuck is Bronico? Like, like they're expecting to see Brand Bronico out there because they're just like they're casual fans. They love Charlotte FC, but they don't follow it, you know, step by step by step, inch by inch, like we do, and so many of the Tifos do. And they're just they're like, I want to go to the home opener where we play, you know, my local soccer club, and uh, I love going to see Bronico run out there. He's great, and they're gonna walk in the stadium and be like, where the fuck is Bronico? And it's gonna be like a. a- a splash of cold water right across your face <laughs> yeah. and, and you're going to sober up really quickly yeah. after a good party at Hot Fly mm-hmm. and what you're going to do is you're going to realize Brant Bronico's on the squad he's injured and he's going to fight his way back and, right and, and they ju- and they just signed two new players to play the same position so since I can't say Brant I will say Adilson Milano Love it. I, I think that Adilson Milano for me is the first choice center back for this club and I think that as long as Adilson Milano is healthy he will not sub out any match he plays I love it. Center back, always a safe pick for this uh, type of projection if you're not going to pick a goalkeeper. But I'm out on a limb. I've been, say- I've been saying since October 22nd, okay. Ashley Westwood is coming for next next year. Or, or I think 27th. Sorry, actually, I got my dates wrong. Ashley Westwood is coming not for next. the first time on the show he's got his dates wrong. He's coming for next this year. Yeah, exactly. Not the first time on this episode of the show. Um, he's coming for next. He's here to dominate. Like Ashley Westwood is here to teach people what Premier League soccer, teach American MLS players what Premier League soccer is all about. I think he's sort of got his way. He's got a much better coach now. We saw how burnt out he was at the end of the year in terms of like just not even doing his captain stuff when Copetti's acting out at the VAR. I've mentioned it before. We're not going to see that this year. He's going to be locked in 100% all the way. And as long, it's again, it's as long as he stays healthy, but I, I don't see him ever subbing out either as long as he's even at his you know advanced age compared to the relative to the rest of the squad. I just think Westwood is the clutch key. He's our captain. I expect him to retain the captain's arm, man. I don't see it shifting anywhere. And No, me neither. I think he plays the most minutes for us. 
I can't wait. If Ashley Westwood plays the most minutes for Charlotte FC, I promise you that's a very good thing. Yeah. And it's it, it means that he's healthy. It means he's finishing his career strong. And it means that he's a stalwart in the midfield mm-hmm. that can give you the full 90. And he can also give you some class. And it's because of the British preseason. He's ready to play. There's no doubt about that. I think Ashley Westwood is a professional that realizes. Mm-hmm. I think time is, is such an interesting uh, point of conversation because it, it, it's, it's something that people don't really don't talk about a lot. But Would you say time is the great equalizer? It, it is the great equalizer. I've heard and, John say that many times. <laughs> and I think Ashley Westwood is somebody that recognizes time in his no life. And he recognizes that. Now, this is the time. This is the time to give those full 90 Do you remember the time <laughs> when so we fell more. in we've got, love? We've got one more to go okay. before we get Let's to the TFOs questions. Final point. This is, this is big, and this is, again, this is where I'm uh, – is hot take central, y'all, because I think we're going to be top five in the East. <laughs> you can believe it or not believe it. I got us at 56 points. What, did we have 43, I think, last year? Yes. I believe we had 43. I think it was like 43, 44. Yeah, there's... We th- had more points season one than season two. Yeah, and we finished slightly higher. Yes. Uh, but there is a, uh, what, 102 points available, 34 games, 102 points. I think we get more than half the, the available points on on uh, on uh, up, for, up for grabs. I don't know, available. And I think we finish in the top five. I think we compete for fourth. I think... I'm crazy. Like I get, when we look at all those MLS Pravda pundits who are like 14th, 14th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and all that, it's it's tough. But I like our chances to be top five. I think I think Dino plus the unrecognized quality that we have in the side plus a huge summer signings got to be coming in. We'll talk more about. We got a lot of Tifos questions about signings. We'll get there. But if we don't get anyone in the next five days, they're going to be spending the next three months. Plotting and plotting to get two big guns in the summer. It's a bold statement, Danny, and it's it's a prediction that only a uh, Charlotte FC in the know person could make. Right? It's I think you're you're seeing a lot of predictions from national pundits right. on Charlotte FC right. who don't really know anything about who, Charlotte FC. Who don't players. know who Jao Pedro is? Who barely know who Pitkovic is? Who barely know who Patrick Algemang is? Right. Exactly. They don't even know who Kerwin Vargas is. I mean, they don't even know what Vargas can bring. So it's crazy. And this isn't being critical. It's crazy. This isn't being critical. But they're also what they're doing is they're comparing team to team. And when you compare team to team, you take a look at what Charlotte FC is compared to maybe some other teams in the East. And on paper, it doesn't look as good. And I think the best part of this prediction from you, Danny, is what you're saying is fuck what the paper says. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what it says. Right. Nobody reads that anymore. We've got a new manager. It's Dean right. Smith, one of the best managers in MLS. He's got a bunch of young players who want, who want to go out and, and get three points, and, and maybe he can put a run together. Everyone's a new signing at this point. So I've got one goal in mind this season, and it's to reach 50 points. Okay. I think that's nice. That's a good number. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to circle 50 points as the number that Charlotte FC gets this season. I think okay. they're going to get it right on the number. I think the reason why I selected that number is because I think it's in reach, but I think they might come up a little bit short. Yeah. I mean, I was looking. I, I kind of I didn't just like pull the number 56 out of a hat. I kind of went through the schedule. And I was like, that, uh, and I didn't, it wasn't like, I was like, we'll win that game. I gave us three. Then I would look at like a three game stretch. And I'm like, those are tough games. I'll give myself. I'll give us two points out of those three games, and so I, I kind of I didn't. I added myself up to fifty six by doing that. So I kind of you know got sort of put. I went through the stages of the campaign, sort of in my head, and just like this, we can get this many points from here, there, and there. So that's where I got my fifty six. You may yeah. not like it. You may think I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but only, I'm only two games off of you. Right. That's exactly. not. You know, what I'm saying I'm at fifty. I'm at fifty, right. and I think fifty is a good. Fifty is a really good number to circle. As hey. 
if you're a casual fan, you're watching mm-hmm. the season, season preview episode, you're thinking, hey, what does Charlotte FC have to do to have a successful season? 50 I points. would circle 50 points, and I would right. say if Charlotte FC has a 50-point season, it's a really good season, and they'll get into the playoffs. And if they do get into the playoffs as a 50-point uh, team, then, then maybe they've got a chance to maybe get into the second or third round. Got to get 50. <laughs> 50. Yeah. Give me 50. Give me 50. Give me 50. We'll be good. We'll be skipping that play-in game, too. We'll actually be hosting. Although I think – And for what it's worth, I think 50 points will get you seventh. Yeah, yeah. I think for sure. We'll, we'll be out of the play-in. We'll I be, like, I, actually I, in the playoffs I think this time. 50, 50 could get you seventh. Yeah, I think Just so. Just because uh, – remember – the East is really difficult this season. There's a lot of good teams in the East, mm-hmm. which to me means there's going to be a lot of draws. Beating each other up, draws. Yeah, that, I, you know, that's a great like, call. You know, people are going to get three points home and lose mm-hmm. and lose three points away, and then there'll be some draws. I don't think there's going to be a runaway Eastern Conference team that just I hope not. goes out there and, and blitzes everybody. And if there is a team that does that, I think second through ninth will be real competitive. Really tight. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's going to be a competitive conference you're right. no matter what, um, which, which leads us to – I think it's time. The final It's time for our TIFOS questions. And I got it's time for what I would call the uh, rapid fire segment. Danny? Let's do it. So hit me rapid fire. I got I'm, it. I got, I'm, I'm going to hit you rapid fire with these. You want to just go down the list and we'll. Do you, if, do you have? I got, the, I got them out? on the screen. We're loaded on the okay, screen, well, baby. We don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do Even better. Oh, yeah. So there's John's well-worded tweet. Great, great prompt. Thanks for all the 17 uh, responses. Oh, yeah. Probably some of those were replies that I put on there just to uh, engagement farm. But, hey, we'll go with it. Gus Sanchez, uh, great TFOs. Let's start with his first. First two seasons, we get off on the wrong foot is what I We got off on the foot. We got off on the fucking foot. We got off on the foot. What can I say? And we dropped nine points. Rex Ryan has been known to get off on the foot from time to time. <laughs> How many points do you think we'll realistically get from our first three matches this season? Realistically, four. I think we can. We have to beat New York, and we will get. Oh no! Excuse me. Sorry, I messed up the. I messed up the stages. I I put. I forgot about Canada and country music. I skipped straight to contenders at the keep. I think first three matches. I think we'll get uh, seven. I think we'll get uh, two wins and a draw. Okay. I think Vancouver sucks. Toronto sucks, and New York's not good. I was. I was going to say four. So seven, yeah, yeah, seven yeah. Is, I, I won three points at home and at least a draw in those. Yeah, I mean that's those two games. that's conservative, but I I think the I think the schedule sets up real nice for us early. Six points would be ideal mm-hmm. in the first three matches. And and by the way, we started 0 and three last year. Gus, thank you so much. You're a great man. Love having you uh, in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next question. Uh, oh, you know what? I think it went to Gus's thing instead of Gus's tweet instead of our tweet. So yeah, there we go. Here's one from Queen City Soccer Show. Level up Luke and the boys. <laughs> How does one go about getting a Danny Rams <laughs> should autograph? Have say, should have saved this one then. Uh, you don't is the answer. No, I, don't, no, no, I, don't. I, I, I picked this gift specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a famous scene from Happy Gilmore. I mean. If, you know, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't hate it. It's I don't know, hate it. If you want Danny Rams autograph, that's what you've got to do. doesn't right. matter if you're. Uh, a man or a woman, <laughs> they just gotta show up and do that, and he'll, and he'll sign. As long you. as you're a C cup, we're good. Uh, Bridget McCall, uh, who chimes in, great to hear from Bridget as always. Um, who do each of you think will be the break breakout players this year, based on the preseason? Let's both pick one. Joe Pedro. Man, that's how bad it is right now. I don't, I don't have a breakout player, and that's the sad part. I think one of the breakout players is probably one of the young guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking about the right back position, left back. Well, position. just based on the preseason, you go off Bridges' question. Based on what you saw just in these preseason Coachella games, who impressed you the most? Good question, Bridget. 
and thank you, Danny Rams. For I just you know, it's rapid fire. Making me think of it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, Yuri Tavares. I like that. I think he, I think he played his way into the first team, but probably not the starting lineup. Right. And yeah, for sure, he's nice. Yuri is real nice. Well, this is a whole son of a gun because I keep accidentally clicking on the tweets of the people, so it uh, gets us off the replies. So sorry about that. Forgive me, but we skip ash hamrick another great team one of the one of the originals one of the 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 tfos tfos of all what about this preseason has excited you and or has you worried about this upcoming season to me it's the versatility on the back line it's burn and attack it's diop and pedro being able to switch between left back and center back it's milanda emerging as a leader and scoring a goal on a nice set piece uh, it's Urinen getting a full preseason and getting some run. Uh, he was he's kind of he was a banged up and had a lot of uh, small injuries last year, so him fully healthy. I just think the depth and versatility on the back line is going to make us a better defensive squad. What's worried? What are you worried about? The right winger position is currently occupied by a question mark or yeah. maybe a trialist who I'm not sure if he's going to get signed or not. Every time I go to sleep at night, the last five minutes <laughs> before I fall asleep, I just start thinking about that right wing position. Who's my right wing? Son of a gun. But one thing that has me uh, excited about this upcoming Mm -hmm. season, let me just say this uh, quickly, is I promise you, get the hot fly. These parties are going to be epic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Have we told you enough about the parties? But they really are good. That's just how good they're going to be. So how about Brandon Davis? What are we going to do a right wing? <laughs> That's what we get for doing these in chronological order. Yeah. Uh, rely on Arfield. I agree. I think Scott is seeing, or Brandon, excuse me, love Brandon, by the way. Met him at the uh, player meet and greet last year, him and his daughter. Cool. Uh, Hope Bender's ready to go soon. That's kind of what you were saying. At right wing, uh, what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll find out. Right wing, what are we going to do? Uh, I'm going to say play Arfield. Uh, I don't have an answer. Arfield starts a right wing against New York. And by the way, neither does Dean Smith. Arfield starts a right wing against New York. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and plays 43 minutes. <laughs> he's, not, he's a halftime, so he's not taking out before halftime. But. Jay, Jay Doak responds to Brandon's question. Hopefully neither of those <laughs> options. Yeah, yeah. What can we say? All right, let's do a couple more. Let's do All two right. more. Let's do two more. All right, we'll see how far we get. Yeah, a lot of this stuff. Oh, how about Len? How many beers will the supporters get doused with Saturday night? Hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds. Because I'm predicting three goals. I'm predicting two goals. I love it, John O'Robinson, a new Tifos, I believe. Are we going to be patient to find our young star, or going to rush finding DPS? I think patient. Right? We don't have. We didn't rush. We could have rushed and gone and grabbed somebody. Okay, John O. Great question, and I think your answer is a good one. In theory, today, right? Right. But based on the future and what happens in the future mm-hmm. and how that timeline progresses, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have to rush and find somebody right. in June or July. And, and the, 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 the more, let's just go, like, we can kind of put three questions in one here because Josh Thompson at the Josh Live says, What's happening with the almost transfers, Groenbeck and Rodriguez? Is Zoran getting played? Or do you think we're just being used? Be, our desperation, our desperate, it's not Zoran's fault necessarily. I mean, he's the guy in charge, so in some degree it's his fault. But, like, the way we're getting played by these guys and their agents. Who asked this question? This was from the Josh Live. Josh well, Thompson. Uh, Josh Thompson, what I, I want to say to you is that this is an entire episode. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. It's a great, great, great point. question. Great point. Great point. We'll, we'll so, save that for an we, episode. We will do that conversation for sure on this show, but we won't do it right now because this is the season preview show. All right, let's do uh, what matters more, the gaffer or big signings? I say the gaffer because we don't have big signings. 
<laughs> what are you yes, saying? I agree. Complaining aside, Enzo seemed to be a good-natured team player. I agree. He plays well in a team concept. Do you think he becomes a fan favorite, John? I think with Kyle Sardersky out of the way, Enzo Capetti has a door to walk through. Yeah, for sure. If he leads the team in goals, he will for yes. sure. Thank you, Matt Rouse, for the question. This is the one I want to get to. We're going to do this last. Everybody that didn't make the cut, come just come. We're going to do the shows live, and we have a third microphone. You can just come. We can't yeah. cut you out if you're holding the microphone live. If you want to ask a question, you can literally just come between us here and ask us. Good this questions. is going to be our final TFOS question today, and then I got one bonus question, but from Chief Kiefer, and we love Chief Kiefer. Dean says a DP signing would be made before the start of the season. Was that just a lie, or was it just confusion? Well, I think, I think you twisted his words a little bit. I, I think that a lot of people twisted his words a little bit. He said certainly. He said the word certainly. Yeah, but if you put like maybe and we'll, we might so, yeah. before certainly. Certainly maybe I would have thought that we will do this thing that would have already been done, but I'm trusting the guys they're working on in the back. So Dean Smith, I think, in that situation was talking as if any manager would. There's clearly opportunities for Charlotte FC to mm-hmm. add players, and Dean Smith expects these players to be added. That's who he is in a managerial position. Right, right, the yeah. manager, Danny Rams, doesn't decide how to spend money. The manager has influence mm-hmm. on how Zoran Cronetta, the general manager, spends his money. How David Tepper's- Chief soccer officer. I was racking my brain with the four different <laughs> titles that he's had in the last three years, and I didn't get the right one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, and obviously we would have wanted signings to come in. At this point, we might, maybe we add one more player in the, in the next five days. We did bring in Diani, who I think is gonna, has a chance. To, he, you know, Diani started the last game in Coachella. I think he has a chance to, you know, with Petkovic maybe not quite ready to be a starter in the first match, with Bronico injured. I think there's a good chance Diani actually starts next to uh, Westwood and Diagra in the midfield. On Saturday, but we'll get into that. We got a future episode to dive deep in that. But I got one bonus TFOS question. Okay, good. Before we wrap oh, this up, this is from my daughter, my teen daughter. She wants to know when is Danny Bram's going to get a haircut? Because this is absolutely getting out of control for sure. All I can say is I've been growing my hair long for a costume party that I'm going to next month. I know it sounds weird, but I have like a costume that relies on having long hair and I didn't want to wear a wig. So I've just been so like, what's growing your costume? it out. Is it like a surprise or? My, no, no. My costume is it's an almost famous. It's like a classic rock party it's called almost famous it's nice. like it's a party at a concert it's going to be at a concert Why is but it's worth i'm not invited to this what's well, in mexico you're invited you just gotta buy okay yeah. <laughs> you gotta spend a grip to <laughs> make this happen i just sent my last i'm a you gotta have a vacation paid for in installments to do this but no i'm going to panic in the playa dote uh down in uh playa del carmen mexico the hard it, rock for what it's worth so, if you're a tifos you know that danny does that every year <laughs> i do that every year it's usually in january but it's in april this year i will not miss any games it's actually perfectly timed right in between Charlotte FC games is beautiful but one of the nights is a theme night at the show it's a four night concert one of the nights is almost famous so I'm going as Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Lester Bangs in the movie almost famous so I got to get my hair long so I can but but it is out of control uh to my little one at home if you're watching I know you sub to the channel uh stay off YouTube um it needs to be trimmed up. It's a, it's a little out of control. I need, to, I need to deal with this shag in the back for sure. So I'm thinking possible haircut, at least a trim, sort of a styling cut before the first half. I game. say you don't cut it until we lose, <laughs> until we drop points. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That might be, that, that might be the way as well. Drop points. That might so be the way as well. haircut before Saturday, and if we lose on Saturday, we're trying. <sighs> just made my decision get, for me. Haircut, haircut on Monday. <laughs> yeah. And until Sean FC drops points, Danny Rams is not getting a haircut. All right. Fair. You, you made yeah. my decision for me. Sorry. Sorry, Rome. Uh, but I, it's, it's Danny. Cheers. Seal it with the cheers. Cheers. That it's, it's been a pleasure to be here. Um, it's it's a it's a ninety minute show today, and mm-hmm. the reason why it's a ninety minute show is because this is the twenty twenty four season preview show. Danny. Congratulations! It's in the books. We got it done. As uh, as the Eagles once sang, 
She gets up, pours herself a strong one. Another night, it's going to be a long one. And that was what this episode was for sure. Yeah, so I appreciate everybody for, for being here. Uh, this is our debut episode on Hotfly. You saw our inside upstairs set. Mm-hmm. You're seeing now our ins- ups- upstairs outside. We have yet set. to reveal the warehouse set. The warehouse set is a bonus level that you have to unlock. You have to beat the first two levels to get to the warehouse yes. level. So. And then there'll be a tailgate set as well. <laughs> so you can catch us out there on the 24th. Amazing. We're going to be tailgating before the match. It's, it's, it's so great to officially partner with our friends here at Hotfly to be here on Mint Street. In the shadow of the keep. Yes. All you do is look right behind us here. There it is. I mean, it's 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 right there behind us, Danny Brams. That's what we do here at Hot Fly. Amazing. And, and we wanted to make sure that we showed you that on today's show because ultimately, what our plan is, Danny, is when that tailgate finishes up, we're marching down to the keep. Yeah. We're, we're, and we're going to the match. It's a five minute walk. And there's and and, and for what it's worth, there's uh, paid parking right below us here. You know, parking is abundant in this area. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking, hey, what do I want to do before the match? Where do I go in town? We've made that decision for you. Right. There's a giant parking lot over there that's really easy. Uh, never fills up, even on match days, for sure. Exactly. Um, I will say I love the official tailgate. I, uh, you know, we're not trying to compete necessarily with the tailgate or anything, but anybody that loves to go to the tailgate, put us on your iPad. Put us on your uh, uh, on your phone and, and set us up. Let Bring us to the tailgate because we're going to be streaming here when the, uh, every night, home games, the 11 drops, we go live. We talk about it. We break down what we think of the starting lineup. Until about 6.45, then we shut it down, walk to the keep. It's been an amazing show. Amazing. The, the 2020, the, th- the thing I like about a show like this, the 2024 Charlotte FC season preview show, is that you only get a chance to do that one time a year. Mm-hmm. And this is the one time we're doing it this year. Mm-hmm. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I have Thank to. you so much, Danny, to you I specifically for breaking down this, this campaign <laughs> into, you know. Our nine stages, times? Yeah. Nine, nine <laughs> stages of the 2024 Shot FC campaign. As this campaign rolls on, mm-hmm. I want you to think about those stages. I want you to come back to this episode. Mm-hmm. I want you to, to, to remind yourself that if Charlotte FC loses their Sh- first match, if they they have trouble, if they have trouble in Canada and they have trouble uh, with country music, in <laughs> if the fixture crunch is a little too crunchy, <laughs> if the Eastern promises don't come true, <laughs> if the Northern attitude is a little too Northern and not enough attitude, you can always come here to Hot Fly and get yourself a nice nice beer. So cheers to you, Danny, and cheers to you. I'm just trying to Depot. drink my microphone. <laughs> and cheers to you, my depots. Until next time. For the crown, baby.